This program is presented by Zeeland Lumber and Supply. Good afternoon and welcome to the At Home Show on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC. We'll bring you the latest trends and tips to improve where you live with leaders in the home improvement industry. The At Home Show is presented by Zeeland Lumber and Supply. Build. Trust. And now, here's your host of the At Home Show, Mark Vandenbosch. Welcome to the At Home Show here. Uh, 99.7 and 1450 WHTC, your host Mark Vandenbosch along with you and thanks for joining and thanks for joining each and every week on our show. Maybe you're listening to it on the radio, maybe you're listening to the podcast. Either way, we're cool with it and our goal is to bring you the latest information on the building industry. Whether you're a professional builder, remodeler, maybe you're a homeowner, or maybe you have friends that are professional builders or remodelers. You're all welcome to join the show as we share the latest on our industry. Today, we have John Colley. He's the senior buyer for the Northeast region for USLBM. You know, we bring John on quarterly, and he gives kind of a market update, gives you a little bit of a finger on the pulse, mostly in the forest product category. And although John has a wealth of knowledge throughout our industry and a multiple product segments, our topic with him recently has been on the lumber side of things. And, you know, if you've listened to some of the shows in the past, you know, we've been on quite a wild ride in it since the pandemic, since 2020. And, you know, things have stabilized a little bit, but today we kind of take a little bit of a deeper dive on lumber. John, thanks for coming back, and it's great to have you in studio today. Hey, thanks for having me, Mark. Always a pleasure. Yeah, usually I'm trying to catch you, whether you're out east or south, and, and uh, that's on the phone on our show. But today, it's great to have you here. Now, John, lots going on. You know, where, where do you want to start with, uh, with our content today? Oh, boy, you know, maybe just a brief market update, kind of let everybody know where it's going. <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> so even before that, maybe tell tell everybody kind of, how we've got to this point of the year. Yeah, you know, it's been it's been an interesting year this year. It, the, the numbers have been pretty flat compared to, you know, where they have been the last two or three years. But I guess if you look at any wave theorist data, they would they would say when, you know, things are settling down that, that the highs are going to be lower and the lows are going to be higher until you kind of come together and reach some sort of stability. And, and Really, I think that's kind of what we're seeing in the market this year. Yeah, and, and would you say that we're kind of settling into a new norm? Yeah, for, for the most part. I think I think as we get through the rest of the year, there, there was a lot of speculation that numbers would bump up a little bit once we got past Labor Day. Uh, you know, we're only we're only a couple of weeks beyond that at this point, but um, you know, and, and we're not quite seeing that. You know drastic uptick in, in demand that some of the folks maybe thought that they would but usually this time of year you know it's 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 relatively steady the, you know the mills the mills are producing better even though we're probably selling a little bit better and uh, you get in into the northern businesses and how their inventory flows we start to get into a time of year where we don't want a whole lot of wood on the ground and uh, it kind of you know precipitates a little softness in the market. Yeah, so the, for you who are just tuning in, you're listening to the At Home Show on 99.7 or 1450 WHTC. Maybe you're listening to the podcast. A reminder, 
You go to whtc.com, check out the podcast and the at-home show where we have a library of our past shows available for you to listen and our hope is to learn. Now, John Colley is with us. He's a senior buyer with USLBM. USLBM is the ownership group for Zealand Lumber and Supply as well as Standard Lumber when we operate here in the state of Michigan. Now, John, some general conditions as far as pricing. Let's talk briefly about general conditions in relation to availability. Yeah, you know, most, most products you know, coming from the different parts of the country, availability has been okay. Probably the only real region we're having any issues with at all, it's the Pacific Northwest, and I'm not talking about the U.S. mills. I'm probably talking more about the British Columbia mills and uh, some of the mills in that region. And really it isn't that they don't have product to sell. Uh, You know, there's some challenges with the rail lines and some of the forest fires that are going on in Canada right now that – are we, you know, directing rail cars onto different routes, and it's taking them a longer time to get here. It's just a little bit harder to to manage, you know, inventory flow um, from that region. But, you know, if you look at some of the other regions, maybe the south, it's more like highly mixed loads or loads that aren't straight loads. There's a little bit of a challenge getting something that's highly mixed because the mills just aren't able to produce every different offering under the sun and get it on the same truck when it needs to get there. But the trucks are running from the south and then the northeast. No real challenges in, you know, trucks or cars at this time. It's it's kind of, you know, business as usual. Yeah. You know, as you talked about the forest fires, I couldn't help but think, you know, with Q3 comes hurricane season as mm-hmm. well. And, you know, you spend most of your time in the lumber side but have a wealth of knowledge, obviously, with panels and some of the other forest products. You know, what kind of impact does a a hurricane truly have in our sector? Well, you know, that, that's a good question. <laughs> it, it tend, you know, in the historically it's tended to bump up some OSB prices, but normally the effects of hurricanes happen in areas where they don't use a lot of OSB. They use more plywoods. And, you know, it kind of shows you how dependent one market is upon the other one. You know, most of the findings in the that we've looked at show that there's not an immediate impact in the area that gets hit. It's, it's usually an impact in the surrounding markets, um, you know, down the road a little ways. But, you know, hey, overall fear and, and you know, trepidation, they, they really play on the markets. And, you know, hurricanes are scary things, especially, you know, the way that the media hits them sometimes. And they certainly do tend to affect the markets a little bit. Yeah, so we've talked about pricing, we've talked about availability, you know, I'd like to talk a little bit about technology uh, in relation to some of the lumber mills. You talked about mills and not being able to maybe produce a wide variety of SKUs. Educate us a little bit on that. Really, the, the technology in the mill is, you know, night and day compared to, I think, probably what a lot of us remember. You know, the, the forestry starts when, you know, the, they're selecting the site to harvest the trees. It it actually starts to make an impact the, the second one of their machines clamps on the tree. It can tell the dimension of the tree. It can tell the height of the tree. They can tell the yield out of that tree and what it's going to produce from the minute that that machine's in the woods. And these days, it sends that information back to the mill so they can kind of get prepared for what's coming. Price has a lot to do with it. You know, if 
two by four is not garnering the return that they want, then they'll cut two by six. Or if two by six isn't garnering what they want, then they can cut two by four. There's a lot of technology that helps them optimize what they're cutting so they can be profitable on their end. It's not, you know, care doesn't necessarily come to our end except for fulfilling obligations, but the mills have to be profitable too. But I mean, that's just on the front end and that just has to, that just leans into, you know, what they produce. The technology that runs through some of these plants nowadays goes right through from how the product flows through their plant. You know, their their saws are uh, autocorrect saws now. They'll run a log, and if they think, if if it detects that it's not going to be straight, the the way that the saw curves through the wood to make a straight end product allows an end product that's you know better straighter won't warp as much won't twist as much won't crack as much etc so just a ton just a ton of technology that goes into these plants now it's not it's not like the old days where you just set up a saw and ran it through it and you got what you got it's it sorts it you know into different grades into different piles depending upon what it's going to get used for you know economy wood is is not you know it doesn't look so much it doesn't have any kind of an appearance grade to it but the the structure is fine or a number two is a normal construction wood or a, you know a premium is a homeowner appearance grade for somebody that needs something that really looks it's right down to the way they wrap it and you know put it on a truck all the technology has changed yeah it certainly optimizes drives efficiencies and something that means a lot to you and i and uslbm zeal number and standard is the safety component yeah it's certainly you know there there's less people in the mills but they still need people everybody's reading the headlines about AI and how it's going to change the world. There's going to be 6 million new jobs eliminated each year because of the new technologies that are going into it. But forestry is one that's still, you know, they use machines, but it's still one that really relies on people to run run their equipment and, you know, troubleshoot some of the equipment when they start to have some problems with it. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely a changed business. It's a great business. Uh, you know, sustainability, uh, you know, I think is, is something that, that's big in, into the, the business as well. And, and um, you know, the, the people that are in it, you know, nowadays they, they have to know something about technology, not only in the forestry side of it, but also kind of the, the lumber sales side of it as well with a lot of the opcos that we serve. Yeah, John, some great information as it relates to, to pricing, availability, technology, safety, all paramount in what we in what we do and we're going to take a break when we come back you want to stay with us because we're going to talk further in terms of like skews species and what is new on the horizon here in the building industry we'll do it right after the break here on 99.7 and 1450 whtc Welcome back to the At Home Show. Second segment today with John Colley. He's a senior buyer for USLBM. John's a quarterly guest, and it's always great to have him on the show. Very busy schedule, and so it's always a 
a treat to have him here, especially in studio today. If you miss the first segment, you're going to want to make sure that you go to whtc.com, check out the podcast, the at-home show. So we unpacked lumber from a little bit of a different perspective than we've normally done with John. We've talked about not only pricing and availability, but we've talked a little bit about the kind of the technology and the impact on that in our industry today. You know, we also talked a little bit about the impact on the hurricanes. And we're not going to tell you about what we said because you got to go back to the first segment. But some good stuff, John, and our second segment will continue that trend. Now, we talked so much about the, the lumber and availability. Well, what about where are we getting lumber from? And maybe it has something to do with a species that, that you're purchasing. Yeah, you know, lumber is more global now than it's ever been. We've got just great resources of wood right here in North America, We've got the Pacific Northwest, a lot of the spruce, uh, pine, and some of the, you know, the fir items come from. We've got the, the south that southern yellow pine comes from. We've got the northeast that a lot of spruce comes from, SPF-type wood. And then, you know, we've got Europe, and, you know, out of Europe, a lot of the, you know, what's typically in our markets called Euro spruce. So all that lumber tends to, to come here, and it flows at, at different rates depending upon what's going on in the world and, you know, what's, what's affordable and not affordable and what grade we're looking for and that kind of a thing. Even to some extent, South America brings some products into, the, into the North America, but that tends to be, you know, from my experience, not a lot of uh, structural framing lumber or anything like that, but it's more... Uh, specific to inch boards and more maybe rarer species of wood. Yeah, we'll see some MDF trim coming from yeah. South America. You know, you talked about the Euro wood. Does that typically stay along the eastern seaboard, or does that make it way, its, its way into the Midwest? At times it makes its way into the Midwest. It's not all the time, you know, basically the ocean freight is quite a bit cheaper to get it to the port than, say, a car of lumber out of the west to the, the center of the country. But once you put the, the freight tag on getting it from the port to the center of the country, then it tends to run a little bit more. And the other thing about it is is it tends to, you know, primarily be premium uh, grade, like an appearance grade. And that, that usually garners a few more dollars than, than the normal construction grade would. But it has been available. This year we had, you know, just a glut of it, and they needed to move some of it uh, out of the ports and inland. It made its way inland and really uh, leaned on the eastern producers to maybe take a second look at their pricing that they were put on you know out on the market so they could uh they could compete with it and um you know we also saw that it was coming you know further and further down the you know the the seaway to get to get into locations that you know hit our locations probably more efficiently you know way all the way down into new york and some of those other ports so the truth i guess like if you back right you know to it it's it's there. It's available. It's been more prevalent this year than it has in some past years. Different times of the year, it makes its way into us better. But it's it's one of those things that's it's going to probably ebb and flow a little bit, but uh, it's going to be a pretty good alternative as well. You know, it's a global market, right? Mm -hmm. And as you talk, you have things that are going on in our world, much like the the war in Ukraine. Is there an impact as it relates to our product category that we're talking about today from that? from that war you know there's there's certainly an impact how much is felt if the european economies aren't aren't strong right now um a lot of 
you know, they'll export. That's, you know, that's kind of, it makes their goods cheaper on, on the world market. And, you know, we'll, we'll take advantage of that, I guess, I guess for lack of better terms. But, you know, it goes the other way as well. I mean, if the Canadian producers and U.S. producers will export as well, and, you know, a lot of it has to do with, you know, the, the economies and how, how strong they're running. And again, you know, the mills, when it comes right down to it, they're in it, they're in it, you know, to make a profit and, uh, they'll make a profit by importing or exporting whatever they need to do. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, John, what are you seeing as it relates to species used in different regions? You know, you cover the entire Northeast, which really goes from kind of, well, let's just say the the west side of the state of Michigan, so Lake Michigan and all the way east. Are Mm -hmm. you seeing that different markets are requiring or asking for different species? You know, they really do. Sometimes there's really not a whole lot of rhyme and reason to it. You know, there, there's a lot of dug for, you know, green dug for users in the uh, Pacific or actually the Northeast. So, you you know, that would be like green dug for is, is dug for that's cut and not, not kiln dried down to, you know, 19%. They just let it air dry. It's a little cheaper variation, but they, they tend to like that for, you know, in the, in some of the Northeast areas. And then, you know, I think probably uh, the other biggest change that we're seeing maybe in our like our region is a little bit more of a acceptance of southern yellow pine. It hasn't historically been, you know, received all that well with a lot of the different uh, builders in this area. It tends to, to move a little bit more and, and uh, you know, especially when humidity starts to get over 60%, some, you know, in those con- type of conditions but uh, we're seeing it used a little bit more and you know like multifamily and commercial projects that are, are more more designed for structural applications than they are appearance or or the you know the movement of the wood that they, they tend to use it a little bit more and um, you know I think probably the other thing out of the out of the Pacific uh, Northwest is I think we're seeing more hem fur cut than dug fur we're not and I you know it, it kind of it appears in the pricing, and you know, dug fur is 100 to 200 dollars a thousand more than what hemp fur uh, select trucker even really is. And I think that that uh, just leans into you know the fiber that's available and and uh, you know the the equipment and where it's at and their equipment that needs to go in the woods to get it and the logs that are that they're getting at the mill. You know, in, in many goods and services, there are more options than ever. But I couldn't help but thinking think as you talked about this. You know, the, the industry has constricted or, you know, has basically gone from pages of mills to a handful of mills, right? Yeah. And the options as it relates to getting the, the different species are, are not as endless as you had before. And so it, it limits some of what people want. And so then maybe flexibility has to be part of what you do as a builder, a remodeler, or a homeowner. Yeah, cer- certainly uh, having to be flexible was a result of COVID. Right. And, and that, that, that is getting better. We're, we're not necessarily out of the woods yet, but that's, that's, that's an, a symptom of our, our industry right now. Yes, yeah, c- certainly. And, you know, I think, you know, back to the technology uh, conversation in the first segment is, is some of that's a function of that. You know, they're, they're, they're able to dial up or dial down depending on demand better than they've ever been able to do in the past. Right. Now, what are you looking for in the future? You know, what can we expect for the rest of 2023? And dare I ask, even what do you expect beyond that? No one has a crystal ball, but yeah. no, I think I think there. You know, it's not too late to have a little bit of a 
a little bit of price movement in, in uh, Q4. You know, everybody everybody was thinking that there was going to be a little bit of run-up right after Labor Day. It really hasn't materialized a lot, but, you know, we've had a, a full month where interest rates have been over 7%, which is, you know, I mean, that's that's substantial. Even though it's, you know, we, a lot of us remember back in the day when they were quite a bit higher, it's still, you know, the highest interest rates that a lot of the, you know, the first-time buyers have been looking at in several years. So, that you know, that's likely to make an impact. Um, the weather gets better. So, you know, builders in our region, you know, kids are back in school and, you know, they're working. And historically, we see a little bit of an uptick. But, um, you know, the mills run a little bit better, too. And so how it equates is, is to be determined. But the one thing that we're, you know, we're, we're fairly confident on is one, once you get later in, in uh, Q4, we think things will settle down a little bit more. We think pricing maybe come up, come off a, a little bit as we get in towards, you know, Halloween and that time frame. Once the mills get their order file into the new year, then there's, you know, really no telling. We, we would expect it to kind of climb again, depending upon the weather we get. And everybody knows you can't, you know, hang your head on what the weather is going to be. Before we land the plane, can you give us a a one minute elevator kind of a speech as it relates to grading? You mentioned premium. Yeah, yeah. So so grading, grading. There, there's two types of grading. There's structural grading, and then there's visual grading. So the structural grading really uh, equates to um, a number. So it can be number three, meaning it's it's you know. It's got bigger knots and it's got a lot of weight on it. It's probably not structurally as good as like a, a number two, which is a little tighter knot, you know, an allowable amount of weight on it. And then, uh, you know, number one would be the minimal knot and small, you know, small knots and also minimal weight. And really the, the, the appearance grading part of it is uh, almost – uh, exclusively on the wane part of it it's it's minimal to to no wane on it just because they want it to to look good for the application that it's getting used in john thanks for coming on the show today yeah no problem <laughs> thanks it. to yeah it's fantastic and thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in each and every week on the at home show remember you can go to zealandlumber.com standardcompanies.com for more information on you know what we talked about today but also on all of the products that we bring to market. Have a safe and happy weekend, everyone. The At Home Show has been presented by Zealand Lumber and Supply. Build trust. Be sure to visit our website at whtc.com where you can listen or download this and other past programs at your convenience for free in the podcast tab. Join us next week for another edition of the At Home Show on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC. A presentation of Midwest Communications.